Welcome to the Spider Careers Podcast with Laura Guzman and Ed Hill. We are discussing the career trajectories of spider researchers and also those who carry out important work that enables and supports the research being conducted. In this episode, we are joined by Erin Gorsuch. Erin is an Associate Professor in the School of Life Sciences at the University of Warwick and a member of SPIDER. Join us as we discuss Erin's research interests in disease psychology and epidemiology and her roles leading to the current position as an Associate Professor. Hi Erin, thanks for joining us. Hi guys, thanks for having me. Welcome to SPIDER Careers. Thank you. Firstly, could you tell us about your journey to becoming interested in disease ecology and perhaps research in general? I think the only theme uh, appropriate to answer this question is uncertainty. I did my studies in the United States, in the U.S. If you want to go to medical school, you do an undergraduate degree beforehand. And so I thought, I'm a smart uh, student. I'm going to go to medical school because that's what smart smart students do. So there was some misguided uh, understanding initially, and I was going to do that by doing a math degree. And, and you can do this in the U.S. I think that I, I switched track at some point because I, I took a biology class, a prerequisite for uh, getting into medical school, and um, that biology class focused on insects. So as you can imagine, it covered all the normal biology topics like cell division and, and DNA, um, but it did so with a heavy emphasis on, on natural history and uh, catching things outside. And I thought that was amazing. And, and from there, I, I remember saying, maybe I won't go to medical school anymore. I want to um, study ecology <laughs> and bugs. And so uh, that sort of changed my track from the first time. <laughs> uh, and then I sort of changed it back again uh, after doing a study abroad program in Kenya. Uh, that program was focused on human wildlife conflict around wildlife reserves. And I remember in particular, we were doing interviews with people who lived in the area around a nature reserve, asking about their problems and sources of mitigation that were available to them. And I, there was one particular uh, wildlife-carried uh, infection that was relevant to livestock health in the area, malignant catarrhal fever, MCF. So it's this fascinating pathogen that's carried in wildebeest. And as they migrate out, uh, uh, the ticks transmit it to to livestock. So it was it was a big concern in that area. And I think I thought it was just really important, and and also just fascinating all the different components um, that you as a biologist would need to understand to think about the spread of disease in the system. Now I don't work on the system. It was just like my gateway disease. Um, so, so from then on, I, I went back and I thought about applying for PhD programs sort of in that general area. And that is how I got into a disease ecology PhD program. And I think interestingly enough, it was my math background that got me into the program, even though that wasn't what I, that, that might've been what I started with, but not what I finished with. 
So um, lots of wobbles, but in the end, I'm quite happy <laughs> with uh, with the uh, interest in in both infectious disease and ecology. Wow, this is an amazing story of how your career plans went. So you mentioned you had experience in carrying out fieldwork. Are there any memorable moments you would like to share with our listeners? I would, before answering that question, I, I want to caveat with, you know, 80% of my work is maybe even higher, uh, quantitative or um, more managerial at this point, but I have had the opportunity to do um, some really wonderful things throughout the course of my PhD and postdoc. So, for example, my PhD was on um, infectious diseases in African buffalo, and I got to work, I got to spend a couple years living and working as part of a four-person capture team uh, in a, a national park in South Africa. Um, and that was an incredible experience as a 22-year-old to live abroad um, and, and just be in the field learning from people who, who do that type of work full-time. So our job was to drive around through the, through the field and um, ground dart some collared African buffalo and we had about six months to find and sample 200 animals and then after that six months we would do it all again so um but so, so yeah every day we would we would drive around and and look for our animals it was a great experience as a young student to live and be in a new place as as well as to see all see all the wildlife so I guess in my current role, I try to facilitate my students having cool experiences like that. Thanks for sharing that. That's super cool to, at that age, be able to, let's say, live abroad and conduct this kind of active research activity. You're now an associate professor, and so in terms of conducting research, you're now kind of leading research projects and have like a research group. And so what are now the types of tasks which you conduct on a say, like day-to-day basis at this point of your career? Yeah, so at this point, I I do much less of maybe <laughs> much less field work, and I do a lot more facilitating other people's research. Um, what that looks like in practice is moving some administrative hurdles that they might come against, financial, health and safety, and also a lot of um, one-on-one meetings with PhD students and postdocs. Of those two main tasks, I would say it's the latter that um, that most most of us in these roles enjoy. <laughs> Another aspect of your role is in teaching. What have been your experiences so far? Um, what would be an ideal module you would like to teach? I am um, employed with the School of Life Sciences here at the University of Warwick, so uh, that is where my teaching commitments are. To date, I largely teach what they need help with. So, so that is a second year epidemiology module, a third year module on uh, One World Health, and some field labs. However, I am really excited about some new modules that are under development. 
So I'm hoping to put together um, an upper level advanced population and community ecology. So and for those in the math department here, that's maybe a, a bit more of an ecology focused uh, version of your population dynamics module. So it's a bit of a way to sneaky like introduce some quantitative methods that are routinely used in ecology into our undergraduate curriculum. That's the class that I'm most excited about that should be coming soon. I would also love to see some international travel and international field programs offered on the undergraduate level, but I would say that's maybe a five or ten years down the line type of goal. But yeah, those are the two things that I'm, I'm excited about starting as part of the kind of university education strategy, I think there's definitely like internationalism is a is part of that. So yeah, thinking longer term, having aspects of undergraduate programs, kind of encouraging or having international travel aspects where possible. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And and work really likes their undergraduate research, like summer student projects that it funds. Um, and those are amazing because the students are financially supported over the summer to do projects with, with PIs. Um, and so, so I think the goal then would be to remove the other financial and logistical hurdles that would allow those students to go abroad. So you almost need to have something set up for them rather than doing it at a, as a case-by-case basis. But I think there's lots of, yeah, there's lots of support here mm. to, to make that happen. And keep, we'll keep fingers crossed for the like, the new disease ecology modules as well yeah. as they come online. No, it sounds sounds super super awesome. So with the the previous experiences with field work and now more recent research projects and teaching experience, has there been any particular skills which um, you have developed that you originally just never thought you would ever need and have to apply? I don't think I knew statistics existed as a discipline when I started my PhD. So, so, um, uh, so yeah, that's the obvious uh, answer to that question. And I think it's maybe the obvious answer for math PhD students that come into our interdisciplinary center as well as the biology PhD students. Um, and, and I laugh a little bit when I answer that question because my first PhD chapter, I tried to teach myself Bayesian statistics because it sounds amazing. It sounds amazing thinking about, um, you know, making the most use of the data that you, you just collected and, and thinking about uncertainty in a really rigorous way. Um, and and uh, uh, it's just a it's just a step in a direction that I don't think as a biologist you're ne- necessarily pushed to originally, um, but but once you're there, it really enhances um, you know both both math and and biology. To those interested in working in ecology, epidemiology, and modeling, what would be one thing you would like those listeners to take away? Well. I often interface with biologists who are thinking about coming uh, into the field, uh, often with a fear that they don't have the math background. So I hope that um, I hope that this story helps remove some of those fears that that an interest in math and statistics is important, but that you can learn the tools 
um, of the trade as you go, and that that's very welcome as well. And within a lot of the research that's undertaken within Spider as a as a research group is a lot of it is interdisciplinary. So it's like drawing on those expertise from different uh, research backgrounds. Yeah, I think yeah it really yeah. adds to the adds to the kind of environment and makes it quite a quite engaging place to work. So. Yeah, absolutely, and and almost said with the confidence that. Um, the same advice, but in in the flip direction, gets told to the math and the stats PhD students that come into our group. Strongly agree. Thank you very much, Sharon, for joining us and sharing. Thanks, guys. Those experiences. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Advisor Careers. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you join us again next time.